Shouting Around has ventured to Melbourne to bring you some of our biggest guests to date, and we'd like to give a big mention to our official sponsor, South Ave Seltzer. It's the number one drink you'll find Has and I have in our hands on a night out, and they're also our first ever guest on the podcast. It's a way fucking better seltzer than anything else on the market, and it's on its way to be the biggest thing in South Australia, and will soon make waves on the national market. With six killer flavours, including their brand new and our favourite, Sour Strawberry, they truly are the best. You can go stock yourself up through their website at southavseltzer.com.au and can also see all the venues you can find them at. Well, has We've made a little trip down to Geelong to sit down with someone we've been trying to get on for a while. Brad, Brad Close from the Geelong Cats, premiership player now. is a little bit sweeter than when we were going to record it initially. How are you, Brad? Good, boys. Happy to be here. So, uh, no, I've been looking forward to this. Easy. Thanks for coming on, big fella. Um, like Trev said, we've made our way down to Geelong and this little time we're spending in Melbourne is just seeing us go every which way to get episodes Neptune done. And... <laughs> and uh, a bit of fun but uh brad do you want to kind of give us a quick rundown maybe let's say how you and trav know each other to start with and kind of get us started on maybe how your footy journey began yeah so i know trav uh through my younger sister actually um yeah they were schoolmates from westminster um and yeah got to know trav um fanboying yeah brad fanboying me really but uh, <laughs> yeah i was uh, just tagging along all these young kids and just on for the ride because I had my, none of my own friends, so I just stole all Emily. Yeah, something like that. Nah, it's great. Shout out to Emily. Thank you for making the move to Westminster. Should we jump into it, Has? Yeah, go go ahead, my man. I was going to talk to you. Obviously, you're Mount Gambier boy. What was it like growing up in the Mount as a young age? I couldn't imagine it was overly fun. I guess. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, I loved it in Mount Gambier. Um, obviously, it's pretty close to Melbourne, Adelaide close but close enough um so got to spend plenty of time in the cities when we wanted to or needed to but um no nah, Mount Gambier was good um had all the sports I needed to North Gambier boy North Gambier um but yeah no nah, it's a good little town and always good to get back to yeah beautiful so did you spend your whole schooling down in Mount Gambier and footy all started there for you yeah, reception to year 12 at Tennyson Woods College. Um, I saw they did that little video, you going back there. Yeah, I got to go back last year, which was nice. See a few, um, few teachers and stuff that I had, and obviously the school must be making plenty of money because it's changed a fair bit since I even finished a few years ago. So um, everything's changing and the place is getting bigger. But um, no, nah, it was cool to go back and um, see some teachers and stuff. So where did um, where did footy go from there? Yeah, so I started at North Gambia. Um, lucky enough to play some senior footy at a young age um, and then obviously through the Glenelg Academy um, it was our country zone so I got to play in Adelaide under 16s and under 18s and then um, when I was in year 12 I spent a few or oh, a couple months living in Adelaide just um, trying to play footy and um, was in the state squad but never got a game so I um, went back finished year 12 and then you know yeah finally moved back to Adelaide for uni and um, had another crack with, with the Bays. Was it a tough decision to move up to Adelaide for a few months and really try and pursue your footy career? Um, ah, it was pretty good. The, the school supported me. Um, obviously, nowadays it shows how easy it is to do stuff online, so I sort of was doing that anyway. 
Um, but yeah, I think at the time it was just a bit of a oh, have a have a crack. I don't think I didn't really think anything would really come of it um, like it has now. But um, yeah, it was good that um, had grandparents to live with up there for a bit, and um, my folks are happy to drive up and back. Um, so yeah, I was pretty lucky in that sense. So yeah. going back home when you were playing down in Mount Gambier, did you have to do a lot of travelling to like country towns to play games? Was that a thing? Uh, our local league was well, it's pretty small now. It was pretty much four Mount Gambier teams, and then. Millicent, which is half hour away, and Caston, which is about the same on the other side of the border. So um, in our league, we didn't travel much, but yeah, anytime there was any rep footy and stuff like that, it was always head to Adelaide or um, yeah, up that way somewhere. Beautiful. And I guess now looking back at it, would there be anything you'd want to change from the way you sort of grew up and with your footy and pursuing it? Because obviously you missed out at 18 to get drafted, obviously fine to sit here and say that now but looking back are you going oh I should have done this should have done that um yeah I don't know I always think yeah it would have been cool to be drafted when you're 18 and um probably would have been yeah an extra three years in the system now but um yeah the way I've gone I, I don't think I'd change anything like um who's to say if I got drafted at 18 that it didn't work for me then and I might have been back playing country footy by now so um yeah no I wouldn't change um I think yeah, like I guess you, de- you could have been in a very different mindset at 18 and got chewed up and spit out the system, but to go in with a bit of an older head. Yeah, exactly. I think I learned a fair bit playing at Glenelg under some good coaches and with some other good footballers that um, really set me up for when I made the move over to Geelong. So, yeah. And at what age did you kind of, what, well, what age did you start Glenelg kind of playing seniors there? And then when you transitioned into the AFL, kind of what age was that? Yeah, so I moved up to Adelaide for uni. In 2018 when I was yeah 19 I think um I think played maybe eight or so games of of league that year um had a knee injury that kept me out for a few weeks oh, probably yeah six or seven weeks and then um the next year yeah had a full season playing in the league and um lucky enough to win the flag um and then yeah that next end of that year got picked up by the Cats and then uh how was that winning the Bays flag yeah, that was awesome. Um, it was the um, biggest crowd I'd ever played in front of. It was about 40,000 at Adelaide Oval. So, um, yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome. Whereas probably before that, I don't know if I would have played in front of a crowd of 5,000, I guess. So, no, it was a big, big week. Um, it was awesome to um, have all family and stuff there. And um, Funny enough, we got a photo after with Harvey and a few of the other boys. Yeah, we did. There was plenty of people around the boundary line that I... You did the big black eye? Big black eye, yeah. It was... Uh, Trav's first fan moment. Second, first but yeah. Oh, second. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, it was, they're pretty cool just to see um, how big this sample really was. I guess growing up in Mount Gambia, I didn't realise that it was such a big uh, league, I guess, until you get to the finals and you see so many fans and stuff out and about and then that led on to sort of the AFL where it's even bigger again. Yeah. And going back to those, the knee injury you did, how do you kind of, what was the main things you did to do with that? And do you ever really have concerns with that since then? Yeah, no, nah, so, I, um, yeah, it was like a, a, a medial that I did. And I guess comparing it to now, like back then, playing at Glenelg, you had to go see the physio in your own time and, you know, three, three or so days a work. week. Yeah, um, yeah, it put me off work and it was a bit of a hobble getting to uni and stuff with a big knee brace thing on and, um, I guess now the facilities and um, support staff we get 
much easier if you hurt yourself. Like you can see a physio any time of the day and whenever you need, they're sort of there for you. So, um, yeah, it was it was tough at first trying to get around and um, I guess with knee injuries, everyone's probably similar. It's always in the back of your mind for a bit. But um, lucky thing was headed to pre-season the next year and um, never really thought about it again. So Big Wisey got you right. Big Jim Wiseman, another Westminster boy, um, sorted me out and feel it all good. You know, he's over in Melbourne now. He is, yeah. You should get him on. You should, yeah. Huh? Hit him up. Easy. Uh, so it's probably perfect timing to crack open our drinks. Uh, shout out South Have Seltzer. They're helping us shout around for Brad today. And as you know, they are our main sponsor for our whole, whole Melbourne trip, as you would have heard at the start of this episode. So uh, we've got sour watermelon here today. Changed up the flavour. Let's uh, crack them open. And Brad, give us, uh, give us your thoughts, what you think. Very good. Yeah. I must say, yeah. Uh, Have to get some shipped over, over here for the boys at the club. Yeah, I reckon I'll get the boys under them and they'll be quite happy with that, I reckon. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, they're hoping to enter the Victoria market soon. But uh, they've been flat out in SA. And yeah, just like, we can't even get stock in. Can't even produce enough. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, get them over in Vic and the boys will be all over them, I reckon. Yeah, electrolytes, nine, low on calories. Much needed after last Sugar night, free. Oh, it's yeah. great. The electrolytes real kick in now. It's great. Good for the skinnies. <laughs> 100%. And so then, of course, all the stuff you did with the Bays and winning the Premiership was probably, obviously, a great moment. Um, but then when did you kind of, when did this, uh, the AFL, let's call it a dream for now, kind of start to become to look more like a reality? You had agents hitting you up. When did stuff like that kind of start? Yeah, in the 2019 year when we won the flag with the Bays, um, got contacted um, by the Cats. Um, which was pretty pretty cool and a bit of a surprise. Um, even oh, at the end of 2018, I had a meeting with actually West Coast, which was their real out of the blue, and I didn't really know what to do and what to say when I caught up with them. And yeah, it was all a um, bit of a shock. But then, yeah, sp- speaking with the Cats in 2019, um, yeah, it was um, also another shock. And then to finally, I followed up and thought I'd better get a manager now like I never really had a manager and stuff so um started working with Timmy Lawrence who's been awesome for me um he's got a fair few SA boys as well um but yeah then he finally caught up with someone from the Cats uh, I think it might have been Wellesley or um Troy Selwood at the time and uh he just said how keen they really were which was um yeah awesome and I just knew that if I finished the season off well that hopefully it um, it could happen, and if all things went right, I'd end up with the Cats. Um, and, yeah, that was my goal through finals and um, in the granny, just have a have a few, few good weeks. And, obviously, when you win, it just shows um, winning teams will always draft well, I guess. I guess that Bayes side, going from 2019 into 2020, lost a few. Like You obviously went, Goldie went, um, I think there was one more maybe. There was always chat about Pardo going. Yeah. He won the McGarry that year. Like he had a very, very good team. What was? Do you reckon it was that sort of culture around that so many guys pushing for AFL spots, not just to win a sample flag, that really helped you? Yeah, I reckon we had a good mix. Obviously, our coach Mark Stone um, had been in the AFL system for a long time, so we pretty much trained and I guess around our meetings, it seemed very similar to like AFL over here. So. Um, I guess we were always um, 
training at that high level. And then, yeah, we had a great mix of um, old AFL experience with players like Jesse White. Um, Even Liam McBean. Liam McBean, Aaron Joseph, um, Luke Partington. So, um, yeah, and then you add that with um, – we had a lot of also young guys as well trying to yeah, really push themselves to play league footy and um, also, yeah, see where we could go. Like, Goldie obviously, was always going to be a, a draft prospect. Um, but, yeah, I think we just got it all together and – Come up against teams like the Crows and Port, who are AFL reserves teams, I guess, who might not be playing for the yeah, same about sort 40, of 50 percent AFL listed players. Yeah, maybe they're not quite playing for as much as the team goal, where they might be playing for an, an AFL game rather than us. We're just trying to win the flag. So, no, it was uh, yeah, it was an awesome season that, and finished off with the with the win. And then down to Darwin or up to Darwin. Then Darwin for footy trip. Yeah, yeah. how's that? Yeah, it was it was good. Um, it was first time going to Darwin, um, and we had a few boys that were from up there, like Mott's, um, uh, Motlop sort of ran the show up there, and he had a few good connections up there. And um, yeah, I remember I had a, uh, I can't remember if it was before or after the state combine, must have been, uh, not sure, but um, yeah, I had a call from a Brisbane recruiter whilst on footy trip, and he was asking what I'd been up to, and I. Didn't really want to say, yeah, I'm in, in Darwin on footy trip, but yep. um, I just said, yeah, I'm just having a nice holiday up in Darwin after the season, so I kept it pretty <laughs> quiet where <laughs> I was, but, um, yeah. I remember um, there was a big rumour going around, I think Kane was telling us about it, Boulders, um, that Goldie was only drinking vodka lime sodas because he had to keep his skin folds down. Yeah, I don't know if he followed through with that, because <laughs> yeah. I think he had one of the highest skin folds ever at the, at the combine, <laughs> so, yeah, poor bloke, I think he's, I think the... He's just yeah. thick boned. Yeah, he's a big boy as it is. So I don't. Obviously, they weren't. The Swans weren't too worried about it. I guess yeah, exactly. Well, he's had a fair few years on the list now, which is good. Yeah, but we're interviewing Brad, not Will. So, um, <laughs> and then your the whole Geelong thing. So then that obviously kicked off after that. Was that during kind of well before the next year started? Yeah. So <laughs> went to the state combine. Um. Yeah, there was obviously recruiters there, and then kept in contact with the cats, who pretty much said if there's a if there's a spot available, we reckon we'll take you. But obviously, nothing's guaranteed until you get to the the rookie draft, and we knew it would be the rookie draft. Um, they're still nerves watching the normal draft, though. Yeah, yeah. We obviously watch the the normal draft, thinking, oh, you never know what could happen. But um, yeah, and then um, the next morning was the rookie draft on the Friday. Um, and yeah, I, I remember having it on my phone. So back then, it was just on on the internet, just like a live feed, and they were doing like four or five picks at a time. And I knew I was well. I thought I would have been, you know, the third. The Cats had three rookie picks, and they were going to re-rookie. I think it was Oscar Brownless and Lockie Henderson at that time. And I thought I'll be the third one. And then I was refreshing, and then I popped up first, and I thought, yeah, this is pretty crazy. And then get a call from my manager. And he said, oh, I knew this morning, but I wanted to let you sort of see it online and stuff like that. And then next minute you got Joel Selwood ringing you and stuff like that. And you just, yeah, blown away. So overwhelmed with emotion, I guess. Yeah, it's crazy. How was that for the family? Yeah, mum and dad, um, obviously. Um, well, dad was probably crying by then. He always cries at things <laughs> like that after the grand final. Things he's crying and stuff. See, yeah, he loves it as much as I do. So, no, nah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, and then at Arvo we went... 
think it was no, it was Pakistan Test at Adelaide Oval. So me and the old man just sat there having a few beers, watching the yeah, watching the profile. cricket, just trying to take it all in. I guess my phone was blowing up, so I just turned that off and tried to kick back. And the next day, the the PDMs from Geelong were here to take me, or in Adelaide to take me over to Geelong. So it happens, yeah, pretty quick. And then I guess you made your debut later in that year. What was the emotion around that? How did they tell you? How did you feel going into the game? Yeah, so we'd just head off. Uh, we'd got to WA, I think, as part of the sort of hub that we were told we were going for a couple of weeks, but I think we knew we were going for a bit longer. Um, Gaz Abler had just headed back to Melbourne, so that sort of forward position had sort of opened up for grabs and I thought it might have been a chance and then um, somehow it leaked to the media that I was playing and we hadn't even had a meeting yet, so I had yeah. everyone ringing me saying, oh, you're playing, you're playing, and I sort of didn't know what was going on so I couldn't tell people I was because I actually hadn't been told and then yeah finally got called down to the to the coaches were in a meeting and they sort of said you're playing so um unfortunately couldn't fly the family across because of the border control and stuff but um no it was a played enough games now that I'm sure they've seen plenty they've made up for it for sure yeah yeah and how's how's making that phone call for them yeah, well, that was the thing. It was a bit strange, obviously, because it had sort of come out. So I think they sort of knew it was happening. Um, I didn't get the usual, get mum and dad on the surprise, phone, yeah. surprise thing. But, um, no, nah, it was it was awesome. And then, um, yeah, sneak out on, kick the first goal was a pretty crazy start. First kick, first goal, yeah. first touch. How was that? Was it just like icing on the cake or yeah, it was just a to kick a goal at least? <laughs> yeah. I'd get a touch? It was a strange one. That's... Um, I just presumed I'd be starting on the bench for starters, and they're like, no, no, you start in the field. Like, yeah, righto. And then, um, yeah, the way it came out, I don't know if the kick into the 50 was intended for me, but I just snuck in front, and Gary Rowan always says I still owe him for kicking it to me that day. But, yeah, went back and kicked it, and, yeah. Crazy I reckon oh, I had a, like 10 bucks when you kick a goal that day, but I don't reckon you're even on the market for first goal. Yeah, it would have been nice odds. I know a few people probably jumped on, um, but... Um, yeah, would have been a nice, nice yeah. payout anyway. Giddy up. And then tell us about kind of going further down that year. Um, from what I know, uh, it wasn't, didn't make AFL appearances. Well, the majority did, but came to the grand final, didn't play in that. How was kind of having to experience Geelong not win that one, but also not being able to be a part of like being a contributor? Yeah, obviously, um, yeah, went back out of the side, um, kicked me back out of my spot unfortunately yeah, who would have so thought sort of not that bad that the goat kicked me out but uh, yeah it was still good to be a part of the squad obviously being emergency, emergency each week I was still training trying to um, be ready for a spot if it opened up uh, I guess the feeling of knowing that you're still close enough to be playing in a granny I was um, yeah, a bit disappointed but um, yeah and obviously the outcome of the, the game wasn't the way that we wanted it to go after a pretty tough year being all around Australia and stuff and I thought we played good enough footy to probably win it that year but um, it was cool being a part of it and um, yeah I guess probably use that leading into this year's grand final just to see what what it was like but did it motivate do you reckon it really helped motivate the group and go because obviously there's always this talk about Geelong being too old too slow and obviously you guys took the piss out of that after we'll get onto that later but do you reckon it motivated you as a group and personally going forward? Yeah, I reckon every year we t- um, that's our goal, I guess, to play off for the flag. We're not ever feeling like we're we're not around the mark 
um, we're always playing finals. Um, so I don't think we needed any extra motivation, but um, yeah, I guess knowing that our at least we had some players that were getting older. Obviously, it was Joel's last year last year, so we not that we knew that, but probably knew that some blokes would be retiring soon. So I wanted to win it um, whilst we had them in the side. But even heading, uh, looking ahead to this year, like the team hasn't changed much, and hopefully uh, picked up some handy guys. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, I don't think any year we need any extra motivation to win the flag because that's why we're out there. And did you feel maybe even some more like personal motivation since you weren't playing in that grand final back that year um, going into like the off-season for the next year? How did you kind of, did you maybe handle things a bit differently or was there like, was just a big time for trying to put everything in to be, make sure you're there every game of the next year? Yeah, I think that was the goal, obviously to try and cement a spot. Um, having a taste my first year um, obviously makes you want to play more um, but yeah that was was the goal um, of my second year um, I yeah actually come down with a bit of a foot injury in, this, in that pre-season which helped me out for the first three rounds and um, come back to play the rest of the year which was lucky to yeah get back in and cement a spot so um, I guess yeah that pre-season I, I was feeling good feeling fit and then just have um, instantly you come down on your foot funny and holds you out eight weeks isn't great but um, yeah to get back and play the rest of the year and then we have that final series over in Perth again where um, yeah got knocked off by Melbourne in the prelim um, yeah I'd, I'd, that probably gave even more more this year to try yeah, and get back there stung a little bit more yeah yeah for sure and then I guess going into 2022 how did you guys feel as a group and personally? How did you feel going into that year? You obviously had a bit more of a defined role in the side after having a pretty good year the year before. How did you guys sort of feel momentum-wise going in? Yeah, we didn't start the season great, but um, there was a point after I think it was a port game where we, we won a fair few games in a row. Um, still, yeah, I think we're still going on it now, the unbeaten streak, but... Scotty sort of said we, we don't lose any more games from here, which is strange, and we actually didn't. Um, and, yeah, obviously the goal all year was to win the flag, and um, we didn't want to get ahead of ourselves, but um, that was our job to do that year, so we weren't going to settle for anything short of getting there. And, um, yeah, I guess a few more handy recruits, like um, Tyson Stengel coming into the side, and, um, yeah, I guess we... Um, found out players like Sam DeConing who stepped up and um, I guess it all just fell into place sort of. Um, as a side, I guess we didn't rely on one or two players but we just um, full team effort in that in that final series, I feel. And, uh, and as, have you, as you've uh, cemented yourself as like a key contributor, have you felt your role in general has kind of changed as you've probably progressed and still gotten better like over your three years with them? Yeah, I feel like... Um, I've locked down my role now and um, it obviously makes it easier the more you play in a side and get comfortable um, sort of easier knowing that you can just roll out and play your role for the side and and it's it's valued by the group so it's a good thing about um, the Cats I feel um, you don't have to go out and have 30 touches and kick five goals to, to know that you're playing well um, we've all got our own role to play in the side and um, obviously it's nice if you go out and kick a few goals and have 20 touches but um yeah, we've all got our individual roles, um, like getting up up and down the ground and forward pressure for myself. So um, that's one thing that's valued by the coaches. So um, it's a bit of that sort of inside the four walls sort of yeah. role that 
obviously stats wise, people you don't jump off the page. But yeah. if you watch the game more as you would, you'd know what the coach expects from you. It'd be a very valued role as a lot of people say Brad Close is a way too unselfish footballer. Yeah, I guess it just um it does make it easy knowing that you can just go out and do what you do best and it's valued, yeah, you don't have to try and make things up or um I guess I'm not the most skillful player either, so it's not like I'm trying to do the impossible each week. And how's team chemistry been? Especially I think we saw how the team went in 2022. Of course, it ended up with the flag. Um, but through the whole year, the team really looked unstoppable. Um, did How did kind of guys do stuff to hang out? How was kind of just the vibes in general all year round? Yeah, since day one, when, um, when I've got here, I guess it's a good group to be a part of. Um, you obviously got an older group and a younger group, but um, there's a good um, mix between the two and... Um, on days off, everyone's either hanging out or um, going for lunch, coffee, or playing golf, going surfing. And, uh, yeah, there's just a good feel around the club. Um, it's a pretty relaxed club to be a part of. Um, I guess standards have been driven for a fair while now by players like Joel on that, but it's um, still flexible enough to know that we can enjoy ourselves while, while we're there without being run like an army. So um, we know the work we've got to do at the club, but... That's one thing that's beneficial for us is that we all have a good time doing it and when it's fun and uh, you all get along and are good mates, I guess it comes off on the footy field. You guys got a key spot down here in Geelong to go for coffee? Yeah, Packington Street. um, There's a few nice cafes along there. A few of the boys are coffee snobs, so we've got to be careful where we go and got to go to the right places. I'm sure they look after you too down there. Yeah, there's a few nice places that uh, look after the boys. And they'd value... Value the Geelong boys. I think we keep them afloat anyway, the amount <laughs> we're down there. Help bring more people there. That's it. <laughs> um, and then something that Trav obviously loves, um, golf. And I think we know you love it too. Kind of, Where do you find your passion for golf? Yeah, I've always played a bit um, back home with the old man. We used to head out for a hit every now and then. But um, yeah, even living living in Adelaide, um, I was at Aquinas in North Adelaide, just across from Adelaide Oval. So we used yeah. to walk across to um, North Adelaide. Golf course a bit and play a bit, but um, yeah, once moving over, um, we're pretty lucky for golf courses down down this way. We've got 13th Beach, um, where I'm a member, which has got a couple of courses, and then Torquay Sands, I'm a member now as well. So, um, And then, yeah, obviously a lot of the other boys head out a bit, so I'm not heading out on my own, but um, yeah, any day. What's the go to plan for you and what three others? Or are you going to make some. Lose some friends by saying who your favourite three to play with are. Yeah, it gets tough. Um, that's a oh, someone's always doing something else. So the the three always mixes up. Um, but uh, it's fun heading out with Jeremy. Jeremy Cameron he hits the ball way too far, so um, he's good to watch. Um, but yeah, no, even being playing with a few of the local lads um, from down here, it's always good to mix up um with that so making good mates at the golf course as well and yeah i've done um a few things with um a couple of the mates who run a golf podcast so we had a charity day down there the other day and stuff like that so it's always good to meet new people and connections through the golfing golfing world so yeah you sat on a golf podcast what did you talk about on there um yeah it was a lot of just banter about how bad my golf game is at the minute and um, what are you playing off i'm off 12 at the minute yes and 
Oh, yeah, it sounds really average. I'd, I'd hate to be only, off 12. I was down to eight only about six months ago. So yeah, I'd hate to be single figures too. Yeah, maybe one day I'll be back down there. But now nah, I've got um, got a few nice golf trips coming up and stuff like that. I've got one this weekend, so I'm trying to put the practice in so I'm not as much of a hack. Yeah, beautiful. Where are you off to? Heading up to Cathedral Lodge. Um, and then, yeah, the Vic Open's in town next week at 13th Beach. So a few pros will be around and a few of us playing in the Pro-Am, so... Beautiful. Got to make sure I hit them straight so I don't yeah, exactly. embarrass myself in front of good players. Do you watch much professional golf? Um, I watch a little bit here and there. Um, any tournament in Australia, I, I try to get to. Went up to the Aussie Open at Vic Golf Club uh, end of last year, which was pretty cool. Um, followed around, yeah, one of my mates who's a pro, Benny Eccles, who, yeah, runs a podcast. Um, yeah, players like Adam Scott and Cam Smith were just swamped that day, so there's no yeah. no chance even getting close to those guys. But, um. Yeah, hopefully I can get back over to Adelaide for the, the live golf. Live? Yeah, oh, no. I've got tickets to that. I'm pretty keen. Yeah, should be good. Adelaide's newest startup and golf sensation, Rightway Golf, are proud to be supporting Brad and the Chatting Around podcast to help bring us this episode. As we know, Brad is a massive golf nerd. It was only fitting to get him the best gear for on the course. If you want to check out Rightway Golf, go check them out on their socials or at rightwaygolf.com.au to get yourself kitted out for a round. Um, and then that sort of leads into saying thank you to Rightway Golf, who have gifted us all a little golf polo to make sure we look nice and fresh on the golf course. Yeah. Brad seemed pretty stoked with his. You can never have too many golf polos, I know that for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure, I reckon I'll pull it out tomorrow on the weekend, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah rocking them right now. Yeah, we've got ours on. Uh, but yeah, and then going back to footy and uh, that premiership season, how are the nerves compared to like everything you've experienced before in terms of kind of Big time moments, let's say. Yeah, I guess the more I play, the, the better I start to handle um, being nervous and stuff. Um, but obviously, heading into a grand final, you're always going to be nervous. Um, even at half time, we're up by um, a fair margin and still nervous, making sure you get the job done. Um, yeah, I guess when the you line up for the anthem and stuff like that, that's when you sort of get um, your hair sort of stands up in your arms and stuff, and it gets pretty. Um, intense, but not um, that anyone see the hair on your arms. No, nah, they wouldn't. Absolutely <laughs> not. It's squashed by the longy, but um, no better way than to play footy in a longy. So yeah, that's it. People get a bit um, disappointed if they see me in short sleeves. I saw that the other day. Geelong put a story up and looked like there was a little bit of outrage. Yeah, I think just pre-season's a bit warm in the thirty-degree heat I to be imagine wearing the longy. Um, Do you think you ever get rid of it? Uh, oh, I like in in season, actually, that's the game year, I was at round, round one. one against Essen, and I had to wear the short sleeve. And we play the Goldie in Gold Coast in round three, so yeah, might be coming out there might as well. Be, yeah. It's just get the pipes out. Yeah, it's hard enough work running around when it's not hot. But um, is there any reason behind it? Nah, just get cold and comfortable. Really, yeah. um, obviously growing up in Mount Gambia, I used to wear it back there. And Playing down the bay is not nice on a winter's day either. So yeah, exactly. Nice um, to get that nice sea breeze. Yeah. Geelong, obviously, even colder again. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, nah, just comfort and keeps me warm, yeah. And how do you find it playing footy down here compared to like up at the MCG? Is there just a few differences, main ones you kind of know? Yeah, for sure. I guess when you're playing it at the G, usually it's an away game. Um, when you're playing teams like Collingwood, who have got 80,000 of the 100,000 fans in, in the G, it gets pretty um, intimidating. But um, luckily at, at home at GMHBA, um, it's probably yeah the opposite. We get the whole crowd to ourselves, and I don't think it would be a very nice place to play if you're an opposing team. And um, 
we're just doing up the back stand again. So we're getting, I think it should be about 40,000 people by the time we finish. Beautiful. Finished. Is it the preferred place to play? Um, oh, Adelaide Oval is always nice being back in Adelaide. Um, so Adelaide Oval. Is there anywhere you haven't played? Um, I've played a fair few. I haven't played the Giants home stadium. Yeah. Is that, do you play there this year? Have Not you sure. Yeah. No, nah, because we played them in Canberra last year. So yeah. I ticked off Canberra, which was freezing. Does Geelong go to <laughs> Double longy? Does yeah, Geelong go to Tassie at all or no? We did oh, play in Tassie. Played we played in Hobart. Wouldn't have played the Hawks nah. in Tassie though. That's Easter Monday. Easter Good Monday, yeah. So I haven't played Launceston. Um, but yeah, Just wait for the 19th team. team. Yeah, that's it. Tassie. Heavy jack jumpers. Yeah, hey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then, of course, after winning the premiership, how was that whole experience? And I think you know you were partying for a little bit. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's obviously you're gonna party after a flag, but um, no, it was awesome. Had heaps of family um, mates over for the game. So Harvey was there, obviously Emily's boyfriend, who we went to school with. Harvey and Emily were both there, which was yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, my other sister and her husband, mum and dad, um, grandmother, a couple of mates from school as well. So, no, it was, it was awesome to have them over, share it with them. Um, yeah, obviously, I had Grace, my partner, along as well. Better not forget Grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the most important one. The yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it was it was cool they come out out into the Oval after the game when we're sort of doing a bit of a victory lap. And, um, yeah, it was strange. I was walking around and I didn't even think they were allowed on the Oval and see Emily and Grace come running over out of nowhere and I'm, yeah. Very, uh, it was a pretty cool moment. I don't know how they got on, but they snuck on. And then, annoyingly, once we went off into the change rooms, obviously it was packed in there. And um, get get the tap on the shoulder by um, the start of drug testers saying that I was up for a drug test that game. So <laughs> I think there was three from each team. So it would have been worse being a Sydney player, I reckon, getting oh, a drug yeah. test. Yeah. But um, apparently I was last in line, so I had to wait. Did um, clearly didn't do it alphabetically then. Nah. First, first in best dress, and I must have been the last one to come in. And I was happy to wait, but I was like ready to go. If you know what I mean? All you yeah, you just in the cup. So yeah. I was ready to go. Um, but they're like, no, nah, no, nah, you got to wait your turn. Um, and I said, oh, I'm allowed to have a few beers. They're like, yeah, yeah, you can keep drinking. The only thing is, you have to have the drug test to follow you around wherever you go. So obviously, you can't yeah. tamper or you know, yeah, go do something else or whatever. So I'm trying to enjoy the moment with the family and I've got this little bloke following me around everywhere. Yeah, it would have been go. best day at work for him. Yeah, Start yeah, feeding was, him beers too. Yeah, I should have. I walked in um, at one point and Sam Reed was in there. Obviously didn't have a great day. got subbed yeah. out and had the six-pack there and he was pretty happy, I think, to actually have a beer. So yeah. <laughs> gave him a couple of me uh, Carlton drafts. Should have had the seltzers, but um, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe next time. Yeah, maybe if the AFL get the uh, licence with them. Yeah. And uh, did that... Did that whole day just take a while to process and just took a bit to be like, holy fuck, that just happened? Yeah, I, even to today, like, it's still crazy to think that that's actually happened. Um, I think I'm an AFL um, premiership player, I guess, even to think that I'm an AFL player someday is, is crazy. And we're only talking about it yesterday with a few of the boys. Um, a few of us were just saying, like, to ever think that we'd even play one game, let alone, you know, played my 50th this year and then played in a flag, so... Nah, it's pretty crazy. And then when this final siren went, what was the pure emotion that sort of came out? Yeah, luckily we had that bit of a lead at three-quarter time. So um, Scotty sort of made a point that, um, and Joel, I think, that 
we'd pretty much won the game and that it was uh, you want to sort of enjoy the last last quarter. You don't want it to be where Sydney kick the last three or four goals yeah. and make it sort of a shit finish, but you still win. So we played the quarter out and, um, yeah, I kept – I sort of knew where my family were in the crowd, the rough area. So in the last sort of ten minutes of the game, I was sort of trying to spot them. I don't think I could because it was just – Crazy by that point, everyone was going nuts. But was there um, someone that you wanted to try to get to near the final siren? Um, I was close to Joel actually, so um, yeah, went up to Joel towards the end. But I remember there was about ten minutes to go, and we must have been getting close to our bench limit, so yeah. rotation limit. And I just every time we kicked a goal, I'd just run back to the forward line so that yeah. I couldn't get yeah. called yeah. off. Yeah. Didn't quite want to come off. It was probably a bit selfish, but I wanted to finish the game on the field. A hundred percent. And then so pre-season now um how's that all going leading up to this next year yeah no nah, feeling good um we've had some um solid sessions and the boys have been putting in the work um yeah we had a few weeks before christmas so we got a nice break um in the off season head over to europe Everyone, i saw that we went over to europe and a lot of the boys got away so that was nice after a, a long year and um i think it sort of makes you want to come back and get to work once having a nice break and then um yeah, back post Chrissy now. Um, just had a few days off and getting ready to have another crack for a few weeks until a few practice matches. Yeah, beautiful. You're keen to just play some footy against opposition. Yeah, I think you sort of get sick of doing drills at training. You just you do a bit of match sim and stuff for five minutes, and you get the the feeling back yeah. where you just want to run around and just play the foot play footy again. So you training nearly every day at the moment. Pretty well, yeah, yeah. So we're in probably five five days a week and. Um. Yeah, got a nice night session tonight, so I'm sure it'll be a bit cold yeah, down there tonight. Definitely on the so longy on. Longy yeah. will be on for sure. <laughs> and many of the boys in the colder weather go, oh, better put the Brad close on? Or Yeah, I think, um, I, d- I don't think the club actually has a longy for everyone unless you sort of ask for one. So I think a few more have asked for yeah, the so longies this year. You mi- get a few missing out of your locker? Yeah, nah, I, um, I'm probably too small for most players. Yeah. So no one could fit into my size. Hence the longy. Yeah. Works well though. It's pretty cold down here. Even yeah. it's, it's middle of summer. Yeah, Harry's like, nah, short shorts and t shirt day today. I was like, bro, Melbourne and like Victoria cold is different to Adelaide. It's been yeah. like high thirties and come <laughs> yeah. here and like shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. Today's probably the worst it's been, to be honest. But um yeah, I wouldn't expect too much. Yeah. Um uh, I was just gonna you. say, obviously wearing forty five. Is there any meaning behind forty five now to you? It's never change it or yeah, no, I don't think I'll ever change it. Um, Cause it's a pretty rogue number, in a sense. Yeah, I guess we go up to 46. Uh, well, there was 46 on the list. I think it might be cut back a little bit now. But um, when I got to the club, it was just sort of you take the next available number, lowest number in your draft order. And obviously, I was in the rookie draft, so I was last. Um, but obviously, the great Cameron Lingwell, number 45 at the Cats. So, um, yeah, obviously, past captain and... Um, premiership player Almost, as well, yeah. so couple of premiership players in forty five. Yeah, that's it. So now in our locker, um, it's got um, it, it has every player over hundred games or or a premiership. So it's me and Lingy up there now. So that's up there forever, That'd which be is pretty, pretty special. Cool. Yeah, do for you, sure. I don't know if you talk to Lingy much or anything, but do you? Has he got much any passed on any wisdom or anything like that? Um, there was a bit of an ongoing joke when I first got drafted. You know, have you caught up with Lingy? And I said, no, I haven't. Not. Yeah, just not on your end. Yeah, no, I just had never sort of had the chance, and then um, yeah, the last couple of years I'd I'd caught up with him a few times when he's at the club and stuff, and it was actually pretty cool. After the grand final, he was out in the oval 
probably yeah media stuff or whatever he was doing um i can't really remember and yeah got to go up to lingy and gave him a big hug and stuff so it was pretty cool um yeah after the game beautiful and you got some uh some goals for this year um yeah i guess winning the flag back last year just makes you want to do it all again and yeah. i'm sure that's the team goal and um yeah i'm just happy if i'm playing in the side each week um yeah, I'd like to kick a few more snags this this season or get there, a few yeah, more is touches. That, is there something that maybe disappointed you or you want just maybe a stat line that you wanted to increase? Um, yeah, I think I've I've talked about it with the coaches. Um, obviously, when I, when I have the chance to probably kick a few go- more goals, but obviously... Um, you got two Rolls Royces at key Yeah, forward. that's it. When you can feed um, Hawk and Jezza, why would you kick it when they'll do it for you? So, yeah, exactly. Um, nah, I think our forward line works pretty well together. So when we're playing well, um, everyone's getting a bit of a touch of the footy and kicking goals. So yeah, exactly. That's the best time. Is it true you live with Jezza? Live with Jezza? Yeah. Nah, no, nah, I don't live with Jezza. Oh, you were wrong. I didn't say lived. I said played lots of games together. Yeah. Nah, I don't live with Jezza. I used to with live with Jake Kolejasny. Um, that was who I lived with when I first moved over. Um, nah, Jezza's out on out on his farm now, yeah, so yeah. he's a bit of he, farmer. I was gonna say we got quick fire questions, but. Best on for um, grand final night celebrations, Jezza. I saw um, him with the cow, cow slate with his premiership medal. Well, that's the thing. He went back out the farm, so we didn't see heaps of him. Um, I reckon Mark Litzars was best on. He rolled in the next day with his boots, shorts boots and socks and still yeah. on. So <laughs> Bill Brownless hosted you blokes down at one of his pubs, didn't he? He did. Bill um, had us for uh, Mad Monday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very good day. Yeah, obviously Jezza had some few stories about the eggs getting laid. Yeah. Was he vocal about that before the games? Home boys were on. No, nah, he didn't mention it until after. Oh. But um Yeah, just didn't want to jinx it. Just a, yeah, he's a crazy individual, Jezza. Very funny. Um yeah, if you follow him on Instagram, just watch his stories, very funny and even the other videos you get sent privately are even funnier you can imagine. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Have you got uh you got some like new blokes this year looking good out there? Yeah, so we picked up a few handy players. Um uh, Ollie Henry, obviously from Collingwood. Tanner Bruin from the Giants. Um, Jack Bowes from Gold Coast. So we've got some good um, players who have experience already in the AFL. Um, add that to other draftees. Um, Jai Clark was obviously pick eight, I think he was. So he'll be a good player for us. And then um, a few other local lads. We've got a few more Geelong Falcons boys. So they're all... Um, Footy yeah, factory. That's it. Yeah, they pumped them out. And it's good to have them... Um, at the Cats too, so um, yeah, no, we got some good players coming through as well. So I think we're in good hands. Do you know if there's any other boys from the Mount playing? Um, Oscar Adams is at St yeah. Kilda. Is he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's still there, there second year this year lately. But um, that's probably best for Oscar. Yeah, Tim O'Brien, he's at um, Western Bulldogs. Um, definitely not Jaden Grosser. <laughs> tell you that much. Uh, hopefully, I've got to give him a shout out. Anders McShane, he's a big Cats fan. Yeah, right. His footy's going all right for him, so yeah. hopefully he's out there soon. We'll have him if he's in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a good bloke factor to yeah, start that, with. Yeah, that helps for sure. Nah, but we'll jump into the actual quick fire questions. Has did you want to take it away? Yeah. So, who do you reckon's the BNF for twenty twenty three? I reckon Jezza will go back to back. Fair enough. What's your best pregame feed? What's the go to? Um, pre-game. Or just sushi. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. What's in the sushi? Chicken teriyaki or? I uh, usually 
teriyaki beef or maybe yep. even a prawn. Yeah, get some protein in. Yeah. Uh, who's better at gaming, you or Jez? Nah, Jez. Oh, it depends what you play. What do you play? Sport games I'll be better at. Yeah. Yep. Judy is pretty damn good. And who's the best golfer at the club? Well, yeah, Tom Hawkins, you'd probably say, is the best. But um, Lowest handicap? Tom will have the lowest handicap, but Jezza, when he starts playing again, like he played a fair bit when he was younger and he's coming for him for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure are those two boys pretty competitive <laughs> against each other? Um, Not really. Hawk doesn't um, come out on the course as much. So yeah. He's obviously a bit older and got the kids and yeah. got the farm as well, so they're, they're busy lads, but... Um, no, nah, there is competition in the golf for sure. Every time we head out, we don't play for nothing. Yeah, exactly. So. Awesome. Trav, got anything else for us? Not really. It's just good to sit down, have a bit of a chat. Yeah. Man of few words. Good to get a yeah, few I out of you. Got a few more out of me, but <laughs> I got a lot of info. Hell, quick and so early on in your career and in such a good position already. I think if we came back in ten years' time, we could go for definitely four-time Premiership player. Sounds good. Norm Smith medalist. <laughs> don't know about that one, but. <laughs> Only time will tell. Scratch, scratch golfer. Yeah, exactly. That's more. Oh, good luck. <laughs> Maybe we'll take this out of the golf course next time. Hundred percent. Easy. Well, has been caddy. Huh? Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> big thanks, Brad. Go check Cheers, him out. Brad. Brad Close and go watch him on Fox Forty and everything else. Playing long for sleeves, long forty-five. This year. Easy, mate. Yeah. Best thanks, of luck for twenty twenty-three. Easy. Cheers. Thank you. Go the cats. <laughs>